many banks have you robbed? A few. Doesn't. Relax. I'm rehabilitated and shit. So what's your deal? You single? Welcome to Something Crunchy. The Valley's number one comedy entertainment podcast. Biscuit is homies with Blake. Blake is the older brother of Blair. And Blair is married to Biscuit. Here are your hosts, Colin Blake with Blair and Tyler Dressel. Welcome to Something Crunchy. I'm Kevin Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Dressel. Thank you for joining us by way of 97.3 The Rattler, wherever you get your podcast. We have another very crunchy guest joining us tonight. He's an actor, filmmaker, and producer who you've seen in movies like Focus, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and Renfield, shows like Stumptown, The Blacklist Redemption, and Only Murders in the Building. Please welcome Adrian Martinez. Yeah! <laughs> You can almost hear everyone say, who? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Adrian. Good to have you on. What's new with you? Oh, man, I'm just feeling really good. Just got back from a little trip to Punta Cana. Ooh, really? What'd you do there? And, uh, I ate, I slept, I swam in the Caribbean. That sounds I ate, so I nice. So I swam in the Caribbean. <laughs> I ate, I slept. <laughs> I swam in the Caribbean. <laughs> then I kind of mixed it up, and I ate, and then slept, and then I went up. to the Caribbean. Yeah, you sound so nice and relaxed, and yeah, it sounds like you've been on Caribbean time. Very jealous. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend. <laughs> well, you are a very busy guy outside of the Caribbean. How do you like spending your time outside of work? You know, it's a really a good opportunity to keep the ball moving because as far as I'm concerned, you're, you're always working if you're an actor. If you're not filming something or if you're not preparing for a role, you need to absolutely develop your own projects, which is why I'm so proud of, uh, say, for example, Margot Robbie, who I worked with Focus. And, yeah. um, you know, she, she works and then she puts together her own production company empowering women with every project and uh That's awesome. I, mean, I, I don't know whatever happened to her but uh, <laughs> i was gonna I'm say so proud of her i <laughs> am <laughs> proud of margot robbie and despite all of those physical defects Flaws, and really. yes defects. outside of all of her imperfections <laughs> well, she, had to go she was still <laughs> able to overcome and no that is good for her and I, I didn't know that about the production company no, that, that is awesome oh yeah everything she does she produces herself including barbie and i'm just so proud of her you know? really wow yeah good for her. yeah she's uh winning win win <laughs> get it girl you know, staying busy i texted her but uh uh, it came back as a, a Wendy's in Oklahoma. I, I don't know. I got Jack in the Box in Toledo. It's the same thing on our side. I don't get it. Quality food. That's it. <laughs> I know you're a fan of the New York Metropolitans, and I also found it interesting that you are a Power <laughs> fan, even before all those commercials with Aaron Rodgers. Well, uh, yeah, it's actually true. I'm long-suffering with, with the Mets, long-suffering. Listen, it's kind of like being born, you know, like with uh, like six figures, you know, like you're stuck with it. You can't really do anything about it. And you just, you know, but hopefully we'll turn it around next year. Um, 
I was uh, a, a Jets fan my whole, my whole life, and and uh, also when I went to college at Florida, I I, uh, I kind of got into the uh, the Packer culture um, because Vince Lombardi's uh, journey to uh, Super Bowl, you know, fame actually started as an outsider, you know, just a guy who nobody really wanted because back in the day he was, you know, considered an outcast because of his Italian background. Right. They, they thought he was mobbed up. They literally thought this. So he could only get assistant jobs. And the New York Giants had an opening and still again, he only got the assistant job. So the one team that actually gave him an opportunity was the one team no one wanted to coach, which was Green Bay, because it was in the middle of like, uh, you know, frozen tundra, and they were terrible. And he said, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna be the head coach, and we are going to win. And the rest is history. Wow, uh, that's cool. Yeah, and I felt like an outsider too, being a Latino actor and a predominantly uh, white uh, employed, uh, you know, film work, and I said to myself, listen, if Lombardi can do it, I can do it. And uh, hopefully one day I'll prove him right. And you did. Yeah. And so, yeah. That is a cool story about Lombardi. And I'm surprised there's yeah. not more mobbed up coaches in the NFL. I would have to think that that's pretty <laughs> effective as a tactic for motivation. Well, no, uh, kidding. <laughs> the Raiders are in Vegas. So let's see how that plays out. <laughs> Were you uh, sad to see Aaron Rodgers go or are you ready to see the next QB? No, you know, listen, uh, again, I was I'm born and raised in New York. I always was a Jets fan, long-suffering Jets fan. Um, and the Packers, you know, came along in college as I was a fan. And then later on, when I got to play with these guys and hang out, have meals with Aaron Rodgers, I was just like, wow, this is great. Um, but I always had a soft spot for the Jets because I'm a New Yorker, born and raised. And um, so when Rodgers came to New York, it was like surreal because, you know, I Went got from my one boy here. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then, of course, the first series of downs, he gets hurt. I was going to say, those four snaps Heart must break. have been, like, really exciting for you. <laughs> yeah, the first two were really awesome, you know. And, uh, <laughs> this is our year. Oh. Yeah, third one, the third one, I was popping champagne. And then the fourth, uh, damn it. But again, it's very, if you follow the Jets, as I have my entire life, it's very Jets-like. It is very it's Jets-like. Very it fits right like, in with like, Jets culture. There was a year when the Jets were ten and zero, and everybody thought, "Listen, I think I put uh, my Super Bowl ring in the left hand, just to kind of mix it up, you know." And then, of course, they <laughs> lost the like set. They lost the like, next six games or something. It was just just classic Jets. So you just have to, um, you know, take one step at a time. I'm glad Zach Wilson's turning it around, but you know, until they are, you know, in Vegas for the Super the Super Bowl, uh, I, you know, we'll just wait. Just wait before we crown him. Yeah. Well, after everything we've seen you in, it's hard to imagine, but what would you be doing if you weren't an actor? Um, well, you know, I, I like uh, inspecting rotisserie chicken. <laughs> um, I love There's those. a deli on my corner, and they put the rotisserie right in the window. And you can just watch it. Like for days, like to see it just kind of slow cooking. I see it. Uh, 
a TikTok it live with like your name all over it. I could just picture him yeah. standing <laughs> looking at the chicken. You would yeah. have 10,000 followers watching you live at all times if you just sat there and watched Rotisserie Chicken all day. That could be why I have 10,000 followers. <laughs> no, one no one gets it. But I get it. And the guy who runs the deli gets it. And he'll always <laughs> be like, matters. Adrian, you want to check the chicken? I'm like, yeah, I want to check the chicken. I love to check the chicken. <laughs> Um, and I, I checked the chicken, you know. It's a good thing that you have something to fall back on, but don't quit the day job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People laugh and think I'm crazy, but you know what? You know, when they try the chicken, it's amazing. <laughs> they, they're not laughing. That is the best fucking chicken ever. And uh, that's what you call checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> Who have been some of your favorite comedic actors to work off of? Oh, man. That's a that's, 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 uh, Yeah, man. You know. Nicholas Cage in Renfield was was uh, was interesting. It's actually um, the second time I worked with him, and um, I remember sitting in the trailer with him, and he's in full vampire gear, you know, and it's oh. all the makeup's on, and they're redoing these fingernails, which are like four inches long, and uh, and then you know I never spoke to him at first. Like I always waited for him to initiate a conversation. And then Nick says, Adrian, we find ourselves in very unique places. And I was like, I looked over at him, and it's totally Renfrew, I mean, totally Dracula. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. Because, and that was a reference to a movie we did, I don't know, maybe five years ago, uh, called Army of One. And it didn't go anywhere, but uh, Larry Charles directed it, and... Uh, in that movie, Army of One, you know, 2016. And in that movie, it was just an offer. They're like, you want to go to Vancouver for a week and shoot something? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, and so I'm in Vancouver, and, and I played like this weird uh, Mexican, um, what's the word? Salesman. Let's just put it that way. Okay. And I, and I, and I, uh, I'm angry at Nick Cage's character because I just feel like he's messing up my business. And it was just like a very weird encounter. <laughs> and then, you know, flash forward to last year and then we're sitting there and, you know, I'm a cop, he's a vampire, I'm trying to catch him. And he's like, yeah, we find ourselves in very unique places. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Anytime, anytime with you. Um, so I love Nick Cage. He's he's uh, he's being. Uh, I hope to be him when I grow up. Is what I'm saying. We all hope to be <laughs> Nick Cage when Cage. we grow up. Did he ever go method actor when he was in full makeup like that, doing the Dracula thing? Oh, he wouldn't speak to anyone. He was very intense about it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he was very intense about it. Like, yeah. and I wasn't gonna mess with that because you know. He's the king of darkness, you know. Like I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you know. He can mess me up, like you know. Forget about it. Um, so I just respected his process, and I waited for him to initiate conversations, and I laid low. And then on my last day, he did me a favor of doing a photo, a selfie with me, and and um, that was cool. And uh, I actually have it framed in my restaurant. That's cool. That is cool. Have you worked you with know. any other actors that were kind of overly method on set? Oh, well, it's interesting. I mean, 
uh, they all have their own technique, you know. Right. Um, actors are like fingerprints, you know. They're very unique. But I think if you say the word method, uh, I definitely think uh, Christian Bale in American Hustle had a lot of that. Yes. Uh, of course, Will Smith in Focus was very, very serious. He uh, very committed to the craft. Um, uh, you know, let's see. Um, uh, the dogs, again, the lady in the tramp. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know who's really intense? Uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I did a movie with him called The, the Guilty. Um, he is right. so super intense, my God. Is that, I can he believe that. is intense, yeah. Um, this is a scene where I just kind of like, he's, he's like lost in, 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 in his own world watching this video on a monitor. And I came up to him in the scene, and I'm I'm just supposed to like tap his his shoulder and say, "Hey, you know, get back in it." And uh, when I did that, he turned around and like grabbed me by the chest, like as if he was gonna kill me. Oh. And I'm like, "Was that in the script, <laughs> 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 Mama?" Help <laughs> um, me. Uh, <laughs> Decaf, Jake, decaf. No, but it was really intense, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that would be... He seems like one of those guys, for sure. Which acting styles do you feel best suits you? Uh, well, you know, uh, it's called employment. Um, whatever... <laughs> <laughs> whatever comes... Whatever Malo. it takes, Bolo. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, I, uh, <laughs> I have my own... Technique. You know, I've been doing this uh, a minute, and I just feel like at this point, everything I've learned, you know, is just like in my DNA now. At this point, you know, um, like I was just working with Mommy Malik uh, in London on a movie called The Amateur, Ooh. and that has to be completed. We got interrupted because of the strike, right? Um, but he is so super intense in this movie. It's Think of him in Bohemian Rhapsody and then go 180% the other way. Like, it's just, like, Ooh. fantastic performance. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, looking yeah, forward to he's, that. He's going to crush this. Uh, Rachel Brasnahan plays his wife. Um, she's great. Yeah. She's beautiful, beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just sort of take something from all these great actors. I remember working with Sidney Pollack when I did The Interpreter. I was shitting bricks. I was so nervous because my scene was with Nicole Kidman and he was directing. Wow. Everyone there had an Oscar. Yeah, Everyone, everybody had an Oscar. Like the DP, had an, everybody had an Oscar but me, you know. <laughs> and then I, the craft service guy was nominated for an Oscar. So like everybody <laughs> had an Oscar. Hey, you and, are there. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. And Sydney came up to me and she was like, dude, she's really good. You know, she's got you. You know, just take deep breaths. Uh, Pollock was very much an actor's director. You know, he had such an investment in making sure that the actors felt safe on set. And for me, that's the number one thing. Yeah is making sure your actors really, really feel safe and can take deep breaths and just be themselves in performance. And then you add on the layer of the character 
as if you're building a house, you know. And Pilot really made that possible. So I, I had like a couple brain farts. I was nervous that he just calmed me down. And then I did a take and I crushed it. And that's the take you see in, in the movie, The Interpreter. Oh, and and then he did me such a favor. Like I said to him, um, how about if I improvise uh, to Nicole Kidman a sort of strange flirt type thing? And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, shoot it. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> I'm intrigued. So, do it. So in the scene, like, I play like the sound guy, like at the United Nations building, and I'm like the sound expert. And Nicole Kidman comes into my room, my office, and she's like, hey, can I, can I, um, leave my violin case here. Uh, it's just going to be a minute. And I ad-libbed, okay, number one, stop flirting. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and Nicole looked at me like, what? Because she didn't, no one told her. <laughs> and, uh, but okay, you can leave it there. Um, cut. You can hear Pilot cracking up hysterically. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was just a great, gener- generous thing to do because this was a movie, you know, back in the day, and it cost a hundred million, and like every second is I don't know how many thousands of dollars, but he gave me that generous gift of being able to do a take where I ad libbed for a second. I'm the writer, and it was just amazing to me how he just trusted me with that. And at that point, that's it, man. Whatever you want me to do, we're doing it. You know, that's it. And um. And that was I'll never forget City Pilot. So when you have that like super memorable and effective direction, does it carry over into other projects? Yeah, I feel like it's uh you know, it's much like life. Like even like like think of the romantic partners you've all had in your lives, like maybe they worked out or maybe they didn't, but they make an imprint, you know, and yes. And uh hopefully you evolve from whatever experience it was that didn't work out and you learn from it and you move forward and for me it's been the same kind of experience with with, uh, with acting going from one role to the next but always like I keep a bank of experiences and memories and thoughts that I just channel into the new opportunity. You know, it's such a good analogy. When I think of the women who I've slept with, I like to think that that all benefits the next person that I plan to be with. And it yeah. all carries over these experiences. And I know I have that bank that's starting to build up. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a dollar in that bank? Well, well, how much have we got? How many, how many bucks you got, bro? <laughs> Six pity. Six pity. Yeah. <laughs> You're known to be a big movie buff. What are some of your all-time favorite films? Oh, boy. Here we go. Loaded question, I know. Oh, man. You know... Honestly, I live and die by the Shawshank Redemption. I, uh, oh, I, I always felt, yeah, get busy living or get busy dying. I've always felt like that movie was really, you know, an allegory for my own life because we're all going through or have gone through or will go through some kind of shit that just gets in our way. And we just got to fight through it. And, you know, when Tim Robbins gets through that tunnel and pumps his hands into the air and the rain's cleaning him, I thought to myself, yeah, that's it. 
you just got to dig, dig, and dig, and fight and keep going, man, till you get where you want to go. That has been exactly my experience as an actor and my career. You know, some people, you know, their uncle is Al Pacino and you're on your way or other people, right? you know, like <laughs> Selena Gomez who started when she was four and then by the time she's 12, she's a star. And my career has been like this, you know, brick by brick. We're, we're making a period here. It's going to take 2,000 years, but trust me, when it's done, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and that's been my career. Um, and and I have no complaints because it's been really a, a great ride, man. I mean, I I get to I've been to five continents and all on some companies a time. That's you know? amazing. And and I've worked with over thirty Oscar nominated or winning stars. I mean, I've done my thing. And as a and as a Latino actor, let me tell you something. When I was in Punta Cana, you know, I try to lay low as I was with my lady and I'm just chilling. But the waiters recognized me and they all talked about focus, which apparently is for some reason really popular there. It's really popular here. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. It deserved a better fate. But uh, when I was down there, I was just like chilling and they came up to me. Wait a second. Are you number 55 from Focus? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. Are you 55? And it's about comment, you know? So I like, I do this thing where I take my own wallet out. And then I handed it to, to the person. I said, here, you can have it back. Because it's all about time, man, you know. Right. And they start cracking <laughs> up. Um, but then one of them told me, you know, you represent us. And you're really making a difference. And we feel really, really inspired by you, man. And just thank you. You said this in Spanish. But he said, thank you, man. We really, really, you don't know. You don't know. But you really are having an effect. And, and that really blew me away, man. Like, cause like you get lost in, 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 in the grind, you know, like, okay, when's the strike over? I got to book something, you know, and, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. and you know, but now and then like God whispers something like, Hey, just FYI, you know, you did something good. Okay. And you can own it and it's okay. And that was one moment down in Pentagona where, where that happened. You know, when you were starting out and grinding, how many years did it take for you to feel like you belong and that you made it and that that was going to be your career choice and this was going to be the thing that's going to take you to the levels that you wanted to be? Oh, I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Head down, grinding. It's it's no, never no. Ending, I, don't, huh? I don't. I do not. I, I'll be honest. I don't see myself as a success in those terms. Like I remember, I was watching an interview with the writer James Baldwin, and he said like. Uh, I don't, you know, once you see yourself as a success, like, where do you go? You know, you have to always see yourself as a person, as an artist, doing his thing, doing her thing, and just always keep trying to pursue excellence and do your thing and keep going. And all these other distractions like celebrity or fame or success, none of that you can really own. And then the work is what you own, the, the work, the legacy. That's what you leave behind, and and you know that stayed with me. Uh, that speech by Baldwin. To me, uh, I just have to put this in here. I, this there was this one moment. I'm on Metro North, which is a commuter rail in New York. And I'm by myself. The car's almost empty. And I know it's a teenage girl. She's kept kind of like 
looking at me, giving me side eye. And, you know, I went back to my phone, just kind of like chilling. The train ends at Grand Central. And she came up to me. She was kind of nervous. And she said, um, were you in, 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 it's kind of a funny story, which is this independent film I did with Zach Galifianakis and Viola Davis, which I highly recommend everyone check out. It's just a beautiful story. Yeah. Were you in this kind of a funny story? And, and I said, yeah, yeah. And she said, that movie saved my life. Whoa. And I'm like, oh. Well, that's, thank you. That's very moving to me. I hope, you, I hope you're okay on this journey. And that was it. She just walked away, and that was it. Wow. What and if you know the movie, yeah. it's crazy. If you know the movie, you know that Emma Roberts, who was the lead, played a suicidal team. And she falls in love with Kerry Gilchrist, uh, who's also you know, on the fringe of uh, taking his own life. And and when she said that, like, it just, it really affected me. It really, like, that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? It is what matters, and that is a barometer for success, too. <clears throat> I was going to say, you, you mentioned the impactful fan encounter, and you're also getting recognized outside of the country. That definitely defines some level of success. And you mentioned it was Farhad from Focus that uh, they recognized you for. Is that kind of um, what, what you're most recognized for, that role? You know, it's funny. It really depends on where I'm at. Because <clears throat> if I'm at City Field watching the match, dude, it's the Jesus guy. Yo! Do people just yell that at you? Blake yells that at me yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's so great in um, and out of context. What a great line. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because that, that, that whole campaign went on for like 10 years. It did. Know, that was a decade-long campaign which made it transcend into pop culture. Yeah. And now it's just, it's it's a thing. and a it's, part of us now. There's a good majority yeah. of people that that's just how they say Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah, yeah that's how he's so, referred to. while we're talking about it, was that... Did you come up with that, or was that direction to kind of say it like that, or with that kind of intensity? Uh, I remember the audition. It was just very funny. It was like an audition. It was supposed to be one and done. One commercial, that's it. Um, they lined five guys up who kind of looked like me, um, and they just said, you see Aaron Rodgers, and you yell out, Rodgers. <laughs> and one by one, they all did it. And what I noticed was, in the moment, and I don't know if this got me the job, but what I noticed was um, they all would just yell it, you know, like, and they all would just kind of like saying it loud because they thought that was it. That's all you got to do. And in hindsight, I, I remember thinking I was the only one that took a beat to actually see in my mind, Aaron Rodgers, and feel like a wave of shock and, and wonder. And then I yelled out the line, Rodgers, you know? <laughs> Made it more believable. Yeah, well, yeah like, absolutely why you got it. Yeah, because the character doesn't know it's a commercial. The character's the character, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't know if it's a commercial or a movie or a TV show or a stage. Or, it's, so it's still about seeing something, staying in the moment, beat by beat, experience it as truthfully as you can, and executing the line. 
And that's the truth, whether it's a commercial or Hamlet or Focus. And uh, yeah, and then I did, I don't know how many spots. And then, you know, Aaron became a friend and it was just like, holy shit, this is really. But then uh, it ended and um, um, I'm glad to hear, you know, Rogers is still, you know, in New York now and he's going to come around and believe me, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's already throwing. He'll, he'll, he's he, out there. Yeah. Like, he's practicing. Yeah. I keep telling him I'm open, but he won't throw it. <laughs> you know. What was his initial reaction to that when you first did it in front of him? It was a lot of fun, you know, because I'm, I've always been football obsessed. I've always loved football. I played football in high school. I was a tailback and I was a defensive back. I was all city. I was extremely fast. Wow. Uh, you would never know. <laughs> but uh, back in the day, you know, I was extremely athletic and fast. And um, so to have it all these years later come around, kind of a weird full circle. And and then you're literally working with Packers. I mean, like, it's just so weird. Um, but life is funny, you know. It's great that it extended into like a 10-year campaign and you definitely made it what it was. It wouldn't have been a 10-year campaign without you. No, There's you no left the impression and absolutely made it what it was. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. But it came time and it was enough. You know, like I had reached this point where, okay, we're good now. Because I wouldn't want to be known just as the cheese head guy. Yeah. You know, and people are like put little cheese heads on my tombstone. (laughs) Right. I know exactly what you mean. You're more than that. (laughs) But listen, it was a fun gig. It got my my, my kids in private school. Good time. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, in comedy in general, do you prefer more room to improv or a well-written script? Well, a a well-written script is always go you know like uh, you know i did my own movie i gilbert and i wrote it myself and i brought it into a writing group and i fine-tuned it for six months before banging it out in three days um wow three and days I poured, oh my god yeah but it was just like i wrote very quickly and i wrote very slowly because it was just in my mind i was seeing the scenes literally in my brain some people use index cards i had it all in my brain i could see every scene um, and then I just kind of like, you know, banged it out. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you have to have a great script as a sort of foundation, you know, and then from that, you know, if there's an opportunity, if it makes sense, you can improvise. If, the directors always tell you the same thing. Let's do it scripted. Um, and then we'll just see, we'll, we'll have one in play. Um, that's mostly in movies. Uh, TV is more uh, controlling about dialogue. They leave, you know, it's all gone through practices and lawyers and all this by the time you actually get a chance to say anything. The one exception was Only Murders when um, uh, the director, John Hoffman, was, was uh, like, Adrian, why don't you just do one, you know, just play around. <laughs> and I was I was shocked because you know I know it's streaming, but, but it's just like it was just never like you never hear that. Um, but it, word must have gone out that this guy improvises because it was the same casting director that cast me in Focus. Okay, well then that makes oh, yeah. sense. That makes I know a lot what of you sense. Can do. Yeah, 
And in focus, I improvised a lot. I was going to say, I don't even have to ask you that. There is no way all of the things that worked well for Farhad was written and written in the script. There's yeah. no way. I couldn't be convinced of that. I mean, <laughs> I said a lot of crazy stuff. I really did. Um, but a lot of crazy stuff didn't make it, which is good. Um, there's a scene where towards the beginning of the film when Will's character meets Margot for the first time and I'm sitting shotgun with Will. Margot locks on uh, the window on my side and and uh, well, she's in the car already and I approach and I just sort of tell her she's in your seat. To get out of my seat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she moved, she moved uh, to the back seat and, you know, her butt was right in my face. So I had lived Wow, you're beautiful. You Puerto Rican? Um, <laughs> <laughs> did not make the cut. Did not make the cut. <laughs> that should have. That's hilarious. She's got a gray butt, man. You know, and so what would Farhad say if this glorious body is right in front of him? Farhad would say that. He would definitely very say, wow, you're amazing. It's, it's very Farhadian, yes. Um... But no, I guess uh, didn't make it. But a lot of stuff did, and I'm very grateful that I got a chance to work with these guys. And um, and you got to say that. I love to see those deleted yeah. scenes. Like I want to hear more of those ad libs. Uh, well, to be honest, Mongo saved my ass because you know I was saying some pretty outrageous things during the takes, and not for a second did she break character. <laughs> and. You know, had she broken character, then the takes no good, you know. Um, but I forget what I said. But there's this line where I say, uh, oh, you really like the women here. Well, sure, I guess. Uh, you do more than guess, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, every time you speak, I smell the china. <laughs> and... um she she just stayed right in character. How did she keep a straight oh face? Like you can see, if you watch the film, you can see her her reactions. She just says like, "Oh my god," <laughs> but she didn't break character, and that was the key. Um, and of course, it wasn't just about being you know silly and and vulgar in the Farhadian way. It was to my mind. Farhad is testing her because I, it's all about cons you see in this movie. Yes. Right. So I'm trying, as Farhad, trying to see um, who she really is because I wonder if she really loves Nikki, played by Will Smith. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm saying outrageous shit to get her off her game and then test it. Um. So there was a method to this madness, is what I'm saying. Such a good character. I like it after both your characters have already become friends and you meet back up and you're showing her the pictures on your phone. That's such a great scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> such a yeah. great scene by both of you. That was so well done. Thank you. True story. I'm on the subway in New York and by myself. Um, just sort of a common thread here. <laughs> and um, some guy comes up to me. And he's about to get off the train, and he shows me his cell phone. He says, "And that's my dick." <laughs> and, yeah. and he showed me a yeah. dick pic. No, he actually had a dick. How was phone. it? Yeah. And he had been sitting opposite me for like I don't know, fifteen stops. 
been again, thinking you know, about that for a while. Yeah, he he. The guy was planning this. That's first degree <laughs> dick pic right there. What it look like? It looked like a dick. Blair, <laughs> it looked like a dick. What do you want? Well, you've seen one. Know. You've seen them all, Blair. Come on. <laughs> if it was unique, he's um, like, you got to see it. Like this crazy. I got to show you. Yeah. I, uh, so and then he just like got off the train, and I was just like shaking my head, like, man, this is just too. <laughs> Too fucking meta for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? But that, but that does kind of happen. I was like working uh, at the height of the cheesehead thing. I'm on the train, and a guy again checking me out. Not the same guy. He's just kind of looking at me. He waits till he's about to get off the train, and he just looks at me, and he does the belt, you know, like oh, yeah. just on double check, <laughs> just on double check. Uh-huh. And he gets off the train. <laughs> but but twenty stops. He was like planning this. Oh, they're all just staring at you, thinking about it. Like, when is my chance? <laughs> Where's my window? When do yeah. I do it? When can I shoot my shot? He's gonna love this. Yeah. I'm sure he's never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. Here it comes. I'm gonna blow his mind. That's why the other guy showed the dick pic. He's like, I was gonna yeah. double check you, but yeah. decided to get a bit more creative. You might remember my dick more than my double check. Yeah, everyone do that. Uh, but it's all fun. It's all good. You know what I mean? Like it's all, it's all great. You know. <laughs> Those are hilarious fan encounters. We love those stories around here. And you mentioned I Gilbert earlier. You are starting to get behind the camera now and have some directing under your belt as a filmmaker. What type of stories are you most excited to tell? It really is about what is keeping me up at night. You know, it has to be because it's hard. Um, so, long story short, I'm the sidekick to all these stars, and then I hit my forties, and I'm like thinking about the world and what what really kind of like is upsetting me or moving me or keeping me up and and I realized you know I have a daughter at that time she was eight and um, I was wondering about her future you know because the world's crazy and and then I just happened once again be on the subway uh, what happens to be on the subway um and the guy came, he approached this woman sitting opposite him. She was gorgeous, just, just beautiful, very, what's the word? Kind of like, um, what's her name? Eva Mendes. She looked like Eva Mendes. Wow. Okay. Exotic, beautiful. Gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. And he's taking her out. And then he goes up to her and he starts just snapping photos right up to her face. And she's like, what are you doing? What? Yeah. And she felt she felt violated. Yeah. He gets off the train and she's like kind of shaking because it was just like totally inappropriate. And I put two and two together. Here's a guy that that did this. And how did you get to the point in your life? He must have been like 35, 40 right now. How how is this you that you could just objectify someone so easily? And just kind of like do that to someone else with no conscience and just, you know, dead. And he wasn't creepy about it necessarily. He was just like invasive. Dead. He was dead. He wasn't even that. He was just like a machine that was told, photo, leave. And I, I, I became obsessed about it, you know. And then I, you know, I thought about my daughter, how she's going to have to pick 
a mate in this in this crowd. And I thought to myself, this is really what's going on with technology. Like it's kind of like dehumanizing people. So I, Gilbert was just basically my attempt at addressing that because it was really upsetting me. And and it's about this one lonely guy who's just like, I don't know, I, I the real world and real women and real people just scare the shit out of me. So I'm just going to build this digital world where I just photograph women and these are my quote unquote partners and that's it. Well, it's a great film. Me, thank you, brother. I, and it's just like uh, him trying to really come to terms with it because he meets Tasha, Tasha Polanco in the movie and uh, now he has to decide between the digital world and the real one and as we all do, you know. Um, so, and now with AI, it's like, you know, my God. And of course, that's why we're striking, you know, this AI thing. Right. Yes. Hopefully, it'll it'll work itself out. Well, that's good perspective and good insight. You've worked with a lot of this 1%, just everyone, it seems like. Which directors or other actors are you hoping to get an opportunity to work with? I would love to work with Ben Stiller again. You know, I did, I did a, a special guest star on uh, Severance. Um, it's going to air soon, or whenever whenever they air it, probably next year. And it was a reunion with Ben Stiller, who produces it, and uh, he did, of course, Walt Smitty. I would love to work with Ben again. I love working with Ben. This guy, I don't think he gets the street cred that he, because we think about him, you know, something about Mary. We think of all these goofy roles he's had, but the man's flat out brilliant. And like, um. Severance is just flat out brilliant. And he's the creator behind it. And he's directing these fantastic projects. And uh, I would love to work with Ben again. His work ethic on multimedia was off the chain. He was always the first one there. He directed it and he produced it and he starred in it. And that's a terrific movie, I think. It is such a good movie. It was a great story and it was a feel-good movie as well. Yeah, I... But yeah, I mean, you know, you you always want to work with the great ones, you know. Like, I campaigned so hard to 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 be in Francis Coppola's new movie, but I didn't make the cut. Um, Which one? Uh, I forget what it's called. It's not out yet. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. But it's something he's been working on for many years. He put he put like hundred million of his own money into wow. it. It's like it's like a big deal. Um, and he's like. A personal hero. I mean, because right after Shawshank, The Godfathers are right there in terms of my own time, you know. And I'll, I could go word to word with anybody on that movie. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Love The Godfather. Well, let's yeah. move on to what we call the Fast Five and get extremely personal here. In this segment, oh we ask you five very general questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Oh, boy. All right. Favorite yeah. app on your phone? Uber. Uber. Good, me too. <laughs> love that. I don't drive. I, I don't drive. Good so. answer. <laughs> Good answer. Something you have to do every single day. Uh, tell my wife I love her. Oh, sweet. Yeah, love good. that so much, Adrian. <laughs> What's something that you have a collection of or have collected in the past? I have a collection of feedbacks from every movie that I've done, you know. You know those chairs, those cast chairs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so, cool. So 
know, it says focus on the back and forehead on the front. It says Fernando cool. in the front, Walter Mitty in the back. Yeah, I've oh, got that's all a of fun them. collection. Do you have them all displayed on a wall? Uh, yeah, I, in my uh, office. That's really cool. That's a very cool collection. Because you need, it's still, you know, even if you've done a lot, you still got to prove yourself. I just did a self tape for a movie that's part of the intimate agreement. So say after approved it. Um, and it'd be a reunion with these wonderful stars. But, you know, you still have to, I still have to do a self tape, you know, and half, half the time I have to self tape and half the time I get off it. So, but I still got to prove myself now and then, you know, and, so I have these things up to remind myself, like, hey, you know, you're not just a ham and cheese sandwich. You know, you've done shit, and you, and you uh, get out there, and get some steak and potatoes right now. Come on, yeah. If you could have any superpower for a day, what would it be? Um, I would say uh, go back in time. Go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, Classic time travel. <laughs> are you changing stuff, or are you just like letting people you just want know to chat that with people. you're you're really smart and you're better than they are? <laughs> um. Well, I, my mom passed on five years ago, and I just want to tell her I love you one more time. Oh, well, that's that's a good chance. Sweet answer. Yeah, that's heartwarming. Yeah. All right. Well, what is something that fans would be surprised to learn about you? I'm thin. <laughs> did you? Did you thin? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the the camera adds so much. Um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> um, so I'm the only Dominican in show business. That's my mom was from the Dominican Republic, and my dad was from Nicaragua. Wow! So Dominican. That's you know. <laughs> that was, is a fun I, fact, that's and that's cool. definitely I rare. Mean, Absolutely, I had yet to meet. There's this, this a nice amount of Dominicans, and I think uh, there's like one Nicaraguan actor somewhere I've never met. But there's never been a Dominican combo born in New York. That's that's never I've that's never never seen. happened. Yeah, and no if way. you find one, you have to tell me. But I need to see <laughs> yeah. I'll need to see paperwork because I've never seen that. You mentioned earlier uh, about the playing football and playing both sides of the ball. And my favorite fun fact about you is that you used to be a track star. You were a runner, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I excelled in football because, yeah, as soon as I saw the hole, I took off. But then, you know, the problem is I'm only 5'8". And once I hit college, nah, it just got too <laughs> When they did catch me, they just beat the hell out of me. And I was, nah. <laughs> That's not fun. I got to do something else. I got to do something else. Well, it all worked out well. Yeah. Adrian, we'd like to play a quick game on every episode and include our guest as well. Our Crunchtastic R&D department came up with something tastefully inappropriate for you. There's a lot of track stars with really interesting names, and I'd like to see if you could distinguish the track stars from the adult film stars. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're assuming I've watched porn, you know. This um, is just no. this is just a simple guessing game. Yeah, you don't have to show your work. Pop culture. <laughs> we'll help you show yeah. some work. Okay. Yeah, and Blair and Tyler right. don't know these, so I don't know how much help they'll be. But you do have a lifeline here if you need it. Okay. Tyler's pretty well versed at these. <laughs> On my way around the hub. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Find your way around the hub. And whose hub was it? I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, player. <laughs> Lay off the hubs. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right, let's play a quick round of track star or porn star. First up, Sparkle McKnight. That's a porn star. That is a track and field athlete from Trinidad and Tobago. Whoa. Oh, my Sparkle. But, like, that is the ultimate trap. This is too good. Yeah. Sparkle that, McKnight. More yeah. of a stripper name than a yeah. porn star name. Now, see, now this oh. is why Biscuit shows. Why he's yeah. <laughs> this All right. is why, he's why the they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> I need a strong comeback now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Strong comeback. Oh, and one. Anita Softwood. Um, oh, uh, Blair, I need help. <laughs> I was, okay, so Adrian, I'm thinking. Try, I don't know. Anita no, Softwood. Softwood, Adrian. Okay, porn star. It's porn star. You're both correct. Yay! Porn star. Yay! You're on the board. Okay. Good thing you went with Blair because I would have went the other way with that one. You were going no. the other way. If it was Anita Hardwood, yeah, exactly. Porn star, but softwood? Oh, That's where see? the creativity comes in. Nobody needs a softwood. <laughs> He's on the board. All right. Victoria Poon. Victoria Poon? Victoria Poon. Oh, I just love that. Tyler? That's track star for sure. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Lifelines oh, in the okay. house. That's a uh. Canadian runner. See, Adrian, you taking the pressure off and like <laughs> using the lifelines available. I think I've laughed to that name under my breath a few times watching track and field on <laughs> NBC. Victoria Poon. It takes it takes a village. We all gotta come together here. No <laughs> we're, all here we're all here together. Uh, it's group effort. All right. Yep. A couple more here. How about Steel Johnson? Uh, I think that's actually a track star. I would say track as well. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. He's actually an Olympian for Team USA, in fact. He's nailing it. Sterling Steel is the porn star. <laughs> Sterling is where it's at. All right. Let's end on Dan Damage. Oh. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That's tough. That's a tricky one. <laughs> I feel like the way. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the scenarios yeah. right now. Yeah, let's stay with Trackstar. Going with Trackstar. Blair, I probably would have gone the other way on this one. Damage? Gaping Dan Damage? <laughs> yeah, That's a porn I'm, star. I'm, <laughs> Dan Damage is, in fact, a porn star. Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure he stars opposite Wesley Pipes. <laughs> His work with Sparkle was amazing. Yeah, yeah Sparkle McKnight. Good. Now yeah. that was that's the trap right there. <laughs> that could have done this in one. That was so, yeah. thank you for doing that. That was really funny. That was fun. Absolutely, that was good. Did you hear about the? Uh, there was a Russian porn star. Did you hear about her? No. What's which? going on? Uh, Nadia Kuchikarkov. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that walked one. right into that. Yeah. I was yeah. like really like edge of my seat, ready for the news. I'm buying like, the like eight the... hour VHS <laughs> triple feature of that one. Crazy porn star news. We need it. That's Farhad's favorite joke. Classic <laughs> Farhad. By the way, I need oh. a 55 jersey like now. That would be a fun jersey. How do I get have. a 55 jersey? Wow. Yeah. Let's let's, uh, let's dig into that. This yeah. gotta be. A... You know, I should have taken my jersey. You know, they, you they, they make like the six of them. You need that. They jersey. have like six. You know, and I just didn't think. You know, because you don't know what you what's gonna happen. You know. 
Hey, we're going to look into oh, that. Yeah, we're getting some. Th- this is not Farhad the end of the discussion 55. when it comes to the Farhad 55 jersey. <laughs> yes. You, you got a link coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys based? Uh, we're in Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh, yeah, nice. Here in well, the congratulations desert. for last night. Thank you. Thank you. The d Yeah, d still in the mix. And, yeah, it's nice to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. It's been a minute. As a Mets fan, I I, uh, I can't stand the Phillies, so I'm pulling for the D-backs. I really yeah. Am. yeah. How do you feel about yeah. the Yankees? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Mets fan. I know. So you got to love the D-backs then. <laughs> yeah. Took them down in 0-1. That's right. Oh, that's true. Oh, man. Oh, that's right. Oh, I laughed so hard that night. <laughs> uh, me oh, too. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Randy Johnson was he on that team? Yeah, and Kurt yeah. Schilling. And Kurt Schilling. The bloody, yeah. the bloody sock. Yeah, that was a the good team. The bloody one-two punch. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, good. Hey, Adrian, <laughs> I know we got to get you out of here. You have several really big things in the works. Lots just released. Out of respect for the strike, which we support, we needed to avoid these, which was challenging. But don't forget to check out Adrian's story and stay informed of what he's up to at adrianmartinez.net and follow him on Instagram at Taste of Adrian. Thank you very much for your time, Adrian. We really hope we get the chance to hang out again soon. Yeah, why not? I mean, you guys are great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, you so much Adrian. Him. You're so much fun. Thank you. Have a good night. Appreciate it. See ya. Good night. What a guy. <laughs> Just about to say that. He was so fun. Yeah, he was. Genuine. Cool. Rogers! <laughs> I love the stories about the discount double check and all the people that would do that to him. I'm sure he gets that all the time. Yeah, How could you course. not? That just scream at him. Across. First of all, he needs his own podcast in the subway with Adrian Martinez. Oh my gosh. And yeah, just getting all things All the stories from the subways. We're going to rate this dick pic. That I made my night. <laughs> that, that was the story <laughs> that, that really crazy. did it for me. Yeah. The one that showed him the dick. Because I love that. That's yeah. like, that's my kind of, that's my kind of action <laughs> yeah. to take. <laughs> Fans of the show out there, something crunchy, go ahead. Feel free. Come on up to us. Show us your dick. Show us your dick. I just appreciate that. Again, you know, when you're just staring at somebody, like, what can I do to, like, really be memorable here? And it's like, this is it. Show them your dick. Gonna show my dick. It, that is one. Of, it's like the funniest part of that movie. Focus in that movie. Focus. It really is underrated, especially the first half, first sixty percent of that movie is so good. So good. And Adrian Martinez is like even in the movie with Will Smith and Margot Robbie, he was probably the most memorable. And there's that scene they're catching up and sitting there on this little table in a pretty <laughs> bistro, and. He's showing her this phone, going through the pictures. Oh, and he's that's like, my dick. Yeah, that's, that's my wife. That's my dog. That's my dick. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> How she kept a straight face yeah. through all of those improv. I'm impressed. Fake. I'm impressed with her. And I liked the Margot Robbie stories that we received tonight and learning yeah. more about she her production. She seems like a badass. Yeah. That's amazing. She's awesome. I like the fact that she didn't break character and was like. No, she's might, a boss bee. We might it. have to have her on now. No surprise, she's huge success being smart with her money and starting a production company and all that. No surprises there, but the fact that she can like in the comedic roles working with these types of That's actors, hard, hard not to cracking. Do. I'm impressed. Like we said earlier, despite all of her obvious imperfections, physical imperfections, and <laughs> totally. You know what I'm impressed by? So new dream car giveaway over at eighty eighty. <laughs> <laughs> 
know what I heard. <laughs> feel like it's coming. New Dream Car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code Crunchy, every dollar you spend gets you entered in for a chance to win a brand new Lamborghini plus $60,000 in cash. You do not want to miss out on the 8080. <laughs> Nor do you want to forget to check out somethingcrunchy.com where you'll find every episode or links to social media and the Almighty Crunch store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing the you. Our proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Join us every Friday night at 10 o'clock on 97.3 The Rattler or find us wherever you get your podcast. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, I'm not done. I got another line. I got more in me. <laughs> I forgot. I'm not I, done here. <laughs> I wasn't forgetting. I was trying not to laugh. And then I was like, I know my laugh. part's coming up. Hold on. All eyes on. on me. Hold this on. Is it. It's my big moment. I've been waiting all episode for this. <laughs> What is We're so close. Okay, Sooner or later, it. it's gotta got drop. It. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Blair. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy, and as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. Flare. Do it again. <laughs> noodle soup. <laughs> Chicken, Chicken noodle, noodle soup. soup. Okay. Come on. Don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. And be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. All episodes can be found at somethingcrunchy.com and on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. This is my little girl, Nina. Cute. My son, Danny. Oh, that's sweet. That's my wife, Lita. Pretty. That's my dick. Cool. Sorry about that. That's my dog. Aww. Hate it. <laughs>